this is the Heavy Boots Podcast, the space in which you can feel all your feelings. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about people. Friends, family, strangers, acquaintances, all the people we interact with in our lives. It's a big one. Let's get into it. When I think of the word people, I think of two things. I think of the song from Funny Girl with Barbara Streisand, and I think of the magazine, you know, like People Magazine. And the song from Funny Girl is one that I always fast forward, like I would fast forward through it. And that's awful to say. But at the time, I was in my teens, my my middle teens, 14, 15, when I discovered that movie, if I remember correctly, and I just thought it was very whiny and very needy, that song. I just remember that as, as a child, you know, I was still a child, teenager, I guess, but I just was like, oh my God, here she goes again. And so I loved every other song in the whole musical, but that song, everybody loves that song. You know, most people, that's their favorite. And for me, it just wasn't. And now, you know, I have a much different look on it because, you know, being an adult and realizing that was vulnerability and and that she was, you know, putting her heart on the line and all that, it's a little different. You see it so much differently. But as a kid, I just remember going... Oh my goodness, no wonder she has problems with men. No. <laughs> and that's awful, you know? That's like, what was I thinking when I was that young? You know, the messages we get through life, it's funny. And so that was awful of me to think, but I was so young. Like, I was just like, oh, she's whining again. And um, it always made me uncomfortable when people sing to another person who doesn't sing in at all. I don't know if that makes sense. So like in musicals, when they're singing to each other, there's like this balance and this rhythm together. And she's just singing that to him. He's not a singer. I mean, I don't, does he sing in there? I don't know. I can't remember. I haven't watched it in so long, but I know in that song he doesn't sing. And so she's just following him around the street, you know, talking, (laughs) I mean, not talking, saying these words to him. And so I don't know why, but that always made me feel uncomfortable because I know when anyone's ever sang to me, Unless it was like a really, you know, special moment or whatever and it nobody else was watching, you know, then it's fine. But whenever anybody sings to you and like you're in public, I don't know. Like, and I know this is a, a fake movie and he's on the street. There's nobody else on the street and she's just singing to him. So I don't know, but I just felt like nervous for him. Like, oh my God, how embarrassing, I guess. And that's also, <laughs> it's also very sad. But anyways, so I always think of that song, like people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. And there's something to be said for that, of course, because I think the human experience is not meant to, you know, be done alone. So I do think there's merit and truth to that song. Um, And then the other thing I always think of is People magazine. Like I always, whenever there was a magazine drive you know, happening where people needed fundraising or whatever, I would always get the People magazine because to me it was really well-rounded and it wasn't like, 
I don't know how it is today, so I'm not quoting. I don't even know how it was back then. But for me, when I was younger, I just wanted to see, you know, what's going on with the stars or whatever. And it and it felt a little bit like they were nicer to them. Like they were in on it, you know, like the celebrities were in on the stories instead of just like the tabloids, like mocking them and all that, which I don't know if that's 100 percent true, because I have heard there are some stories and people that, you know, aren't, you know, at the mercy of <laughs> the person. So I don't know. I, I have no idea. But I just, People Magazine, it was just like, you could you could see everything about music and television and movies. And then, of course, like little glimpses of, you know, celebrities, amazing life, lavishness. And you could dream about it. And yeah, I don't know. I just loved People Magazine. And then, then they started doing like the sexiest man alive thing. And that's kind of silly to me, but I do, I do like those memories, you know, of like, if we went to a vacation or whatever, and there was a People magazine in the lobby, or actually more so in like the doctor's office, you know, and you're like, I have to sit here while my parents are in there or whatever, then I'd be like, oh, that's okay, they have People magazine, sweet, you know, it was just a more well-rounded um, magazine, so... I always would gravitate towards that, but, but people like people magazine, it, you know, we like to watch people. I don't know. Um, I have spent so much time in life just, you know, sitting at a Starbucks or a cafe or a restaurant and just people watching and just, you know, paying attention to interactions and moods and energy and clothes and hairstyles and, you know, the different dynamics. It's just so much fun to people watch. I think most of us do that at some point in our lives. The airport, train station, you know, you're bored and it's like, what else is there to do? And it's just interesting. It's so funny how different everybody is, you know, and I mean, that's the beauty of it. That's that's the whole point, right? So I uh, I just always uh, think it's funny how we observe, you know? Like I was noticing the stray cats this morning, and they don't really observe like we do. They, they observe in a whole different way, but they're not like, if I go out and do something, they don't give a care, you know? And... If somebody else were to go out when I'm outside, I'd be paying attention to what they're doing. That's just, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's attention deficit disorder. No, I don't know. I just, I always, you know, am curious about what's going on. And the, the cats, you know, sometimes they'll be curious, but it's like more so what, you know, they're birds or, and, you know, only if you're going to get in there area do they worry about you you know it's like nope stay away I don't want you to come get me but it's just funny as people we observe and we interact and we can talk and communicate and and then we can botch all that up too because we're humans so there's so much to talk about in this I started writing it down and I was like well maybe I should have broken it down but I'm not going to I'm just gonna just going to move through it. And if there's anything I miss, you know, I'll put it in the podcast later. <laughs> um, 
so in my logo for heavy boots, I have it as friends, family, strangers, and acquaintances. And I actually spelled acquaintances wrong, which is hilarious because I've put that logo everywhere. And I pride myself on being a scholar of English. I love the English uh, subject, you know, I grammar and all that. So I was like, oh my goodness. But I just left out a C. So it's A-C-Q-U-A-I-N-T-A-N-C-E-S. But I left out that C at the beginning. So I'm going to leave it because it's the truth, you know? It was what I did, and I think it's funny. And, and you still know what I'm saying, and so it's a little character to it. But I just was like, whoa, I spelled that wrong. But so in this, you know, bit of space that I've created for this, basically I I think I was just, you know, putting down our our human interactions, the list of the human interactions, and I think that's pretty much all of them. Friends, family, strangers, acquaintances. Yeah, because um, there's not m- much else out of that realm. So if I miss anything, I do apologize. But I think that kind of covers everything. Um, and it's about people. Um, to me, it's funny that I don't have a little thing on my boots about animals because I could, I mean, I have done a whole podcast on animals, you know, Um, or gardening, but I love animals. And so I was thinking how they're my friends, family, you know, and sometimes acquaintances like the pig that lives on the hill or, (laughs) you know, the deer that come by. We don't really know each other. No, but so this is just people. So, you know, even though dog is man's best friend, cat is my best friend. I'm talking just about people. So, I'll start with friends. And so friends, to me, it's just someone who is there for you. The The best friends are the, the ones you could call at three in the morning, you know, the ones that you know if you're on the side of the road and there's nobody else to help you, they'll come, you know. And so um, they're hard to come by, but I do have a few that I know I could call and they don't live really close, but, you know they'd be there. So it's good to have that in your, in your life. Um, and it's also good to be that friend. So a lot of the times it's like, what do you want in a friend? But it's also, what should you be for that friend? Cause if you, if you want what you are not willing to put out, that's not going to work either. Does that make sense? So like if you have a list of these things you want from a friend, they should be at you know, every special occasion that you want them to be, they should, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, be there, you know, talk on the phone all the time, write, write cards and letters. They should be there at three o'clock in the morning. They should this, this, and this, you know, if you have a list of things that you just want some, someone to do for you. And then when it comes to them asking you and you're not willing to do the same things on the list, I think there's, an imbalance there. And of course, it's not always going to be the same um, because everyone's different. And so the needs of one friend will not be the same as the needs of another. But there should be a nice balance. Um, That's where I've had a lot of issues in my my friendships is that it's either 
you know, I'm doing too much for someone or, or they're doing too much for me and then I feel guilty. There's just like a lot of, um, communication that needs to happen. And a lot, the, the friendship to me is just like love. It's just like any, any solid relationship. It, it takes work and it's not, it's not always fun. And I think there's friendships that are, so there's different realms to me. So if there's a ride or die friend, someone that you're with, you know, forever (laughs) that you really, have had a relationship with for a long time, usually it's because there's trust, respect, honesty, kindness, and, and there's a nice balance, you know, and that's, that's awesome. And then there's another type of friend where it's like, you know what, we don't have to do any of those things at all for each other. Let's just go have fun. And then you're just always having fun. And it's never like getting into that heaviness, you know, there's some friends like that. And then, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much the two realms, you know, the friends that you would, you would, you know, do anything for, and then the friends that you, you just see and have fun with, but like, you're not invested in each other's lives, like, you know, in the ups and downs. And that's, that's perfectly fine too. You know, we need all kinds of people in our lives. Um, yeah, I don't have... I don't have a lot of friends and that's something I've talked about on here before. It's, I I feel like I, I feel like I say that. And what I mean is that I don't have a lot of friends that I do stuff with continuously, you know, day to day. I do feel like I have a lot of friends out there that if I needed something, like I said, I could call on them. And if they called me, I'd be there in five seconds too. You know, it's like, um, a silent understanding. And then sometimes I'm like, I hope they understand that. Like, I hope they know they could call me. And so I, I continually try and tell people that, you know, remind them, Hey, I'm here for you. Um, cause so often we assume things or assume people know, you know, how we feel or what we would be willing to do for someone. And then, you know, they don't know. And then they're stranded. And then you're like, why didn't you call me? So, you know, just being, mindful and telling someone over and over again, you know, that you're there for them, you know, it's important. I think that it's, um, really important too. In this, this certain day and age there, there's a lot of solitary moments. There's a lot of, um, I I mean, it depends on the person of course, but there's a lot of, what am I trying to say? There can be some isolation and there can be some detachment you know, there's been COVID for like four years now, three, <laughs> feels like that, three years, um, you know, where people get sick and then they have to stay home or, you know, people, I think what happened too is people went inside, had to, cause of quarantine and the world got a little scary, um, at least for me. And it was harder to come out, you know, to come out of the shell and, and go back to regular life. And so I think that there's a big need to, you know, check in on people and make sure they're okay. Um, I just really, really worry about people's mental health. And, you know, there's just so much that comes into us that, you know, I'm so grateful to have been brought up in the 80s and 90s. I'm so glad I was born in the 80s because we didn't have... When I was forming my mind and my heart and my brain, you know, when you're growing up and you're forming everything, I'm so grateful that I didn't have all the stress 
that the young kids have today. Like they get all the information that we never got, you know, like, I mean, of course there was stuff back then that was happening, but it wasn't so readily available and so in your face. And so, you know, something that you dealt with every day and had to navigate through. And so I'm so grateful that I didn't have that. But um, in this time, in this age, even people my age and older, just seeing the drastic change in the world, um, you know, and, and there's the argument that it's not it's not drastic and it's and it's way better than it was in my era. You know, certain generations will fight you on that. But to me, it's to each their own. So whatever someone feels is their right. And if they're feeling overwhelmed by this or their circumstances are low and depressed and have anxiety, those are valid circumstances. And so I just want people to check in on people. Um, I think that's also another thing that's a good friend. Um, And I've had it done to me. Like what I said before, I wrote some poetry and it was a little dark. And so someone, you know, was like, are you okay? And it, and it, you know, at first you're like, oh my gosh, you're being ridiculous. Um, but you know, I could have been spiraling out. And so it was really kind that they checked in on me. So I think, um, I think mental health is a huge thing and it's kind of why I do this because you can get stuff out, you know, get stuff out and then like hopefully help someone to like see things, a different way or to see themselves mirrored back and like feel like not alone um all kinds of things and then also too like you know to those who aren't struggling with anything and I mean those are few and far between these days but to those who feel that they are not struggling with any mental health or that they got it all together that's amazing and what this can do for you though is to see a perspective of someone who has a lot of um mental health issues, you know, has a lot of hurdles and a lot of thoughts and a lot of things that keep going through my mind. These things that I can share, you can hear and know that other people, you know, might be having these kinds of things in your life. Like sometimes we get so, um, one track minded or what have you, and it's okay. It's just, it can happen to where you think everyone thinks the way that you do, you know, or everyone is going through things the way that you do. And it's just not so. There's just so much different colors to every life. There's so many things that are evolving and changing and, and, um, you know, and also just knowing that like a 20 year old right now is not what your 20 year old self was. If you're, if you're in your 60s, that was 40 years ago. And the world looks so different then. And yes, there were their own problems then. And like, and that's the other thing is to realize that just by someone in their 20s saying that they're struggling right now, that doesn't negate that you had struggled too. You know what I mean? Like we all have struggle and it's just right now is theirs. So just to honor that, you know, and sometimes it sucks because you didn't get the honoring you should have, you know, and so that's not, that's not great. But to me, I would rather pay that forward, you know what I mean? So like, even if I didn't get what I needed, I'd rather than give it to someone else than to just be like, well, I didn't get that. So you don't get it, you know, 
if that makes sense. Like, like if someone, you know, really needed someone to say, I understand, you know, like when I was young, there was a few times in life where it was just like, I wanted someone to say, you know, how are you feeling? Or, uh, are you okay? You know? And, and because I didn't get that, I do that for a lot of people now. I try to check in and do that for a lot of people. And so to me, it's, it would do such a disservice to the world if I just continued that pattern of not, not giving what I didn't get. You know what I mean? Because we can, we can correct these patterns by, by changing how we interact in the world. Um, and it's often based on what we didn't get because we see the need. Does that make sense? I don't know. I get passionate about this stuff because it's, um, you know, the time is now to help mend the, the disservices that we've had in our, in our lives. And a lot of them are no one's fault either. So that's the other thing is like, you know, blame and pointing fingers. It's, it's all about education. It's all about who was taught these things. And so if they weren't taught and then, you know, just the, the, the circle of life, if the person didn't get what they needed and then they didn't give it to their child, then that child maybe won't give it to the next child, you know? And so it's just like figuring that out and then not passing that burden down over and over and over again, you know, let's correct that here. So that's why I think sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I should have a kid because, you know, there's like, you have a chance to, uh, be a little bit better. That's the whole point of, of generations to me, I think is like every chance you get to be a little bit, I mean, not every chance, every generation knows more, you know, learns more, grows more. So, you know, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I probably would be a good mom. I think I'd be a good mom. I do, but it's just like, there's so much else that, that stops me from that journey, which is fine and it's valid, but it's just, you know, it's just the chance to try it your way. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well maybe I could try, you know, my, my parents had more than my grandparents had and now I have more, it's just not, you know, knowledge and, and, um, uh, I don't know, kindness, empathy and, and time, like, it seems to me that like time and that's not for everybody, but I know like in my grandmother's era, there was no time to sit and talk to the kids and see how they were feeling. That's not, there was just no time. And then when my parents were having us, there was more time, but there still wasn't that much time. It was like, go to work, go to school, you know, just make a living or what have you. And then now, I mean, I'm doing a podcast, so there's more time. <laughs> there's more time to talk and like, I don't know. There's like a different way about life to where it's not just so grind. I think there's like a notion of, of like slowing down, you know, just like, um, I don't know, taking more time to be mindful and to, you know, fill up your cup. There's like this, this idea of nurturing oneself that really wasn't around much, you know, hundred years ago, you know, it was just like survival. And so now 
survival is met a lot. Um, you know, and there's circumstances, not everybody, you know, has the time. There's still people that are having to take three jobs, you know, the times are hard or what have you, but there's definitely an idea of, uh, you know, nurturing oneself that I don't think, you know, my grandparents had. Um, but anyways, I got way off topic there. Basically, I was just saying there's so much going on these days. And so if you can check in on your friends, you know, just to make sure people are okay and family too, just to check in on the ones that you don't hear from, um, you know, cause sometimes it's hard to, to say you need help. Sometimes it's hard to, to tell people, that you're in a real dark place and, um, a phone call, a text, sometimes it'll snap you out of that. I've had that myself where I've been, you know, in a dark depressive spell for a few weeks and then someone sends me a message and maybe at first it doesn't help, but to know that they're like there just kind of slowly breaks you out of that, you know, um, it does help. Like, we're so solitary, you know, in nature as humans, we, you know, we come here alone and we die alone, what have you. But all along the way, we're surviving by the love of others, like constantly, like, I can't think of a better way to put that. Um, yeah, like I credit a lot of, a lot of light coming into my life from other sources. Like we don't always make our own light. And so, that's why we have the lantern holders for us in life and our little lighthouses of joy, pockets of joy, bringing us back from the fog. Um, so yeah, so just friends, check in on them. Um, yeah, and most of my friends are pen pals. I hope to see them, you know, soon. We write long letters, lots of cards, notes and things and... I have friends that I just have messages with and, um, yeah, I don't do a lot of talking on the phone. I mean, I talk on the phone all the time to my mom, uh, sometimes to my brother, but, um, but yeah, so I love mail. I just think it's so cool. Like I just, I hope that the post office stays in business because I mean, this digital era is great and all, but to hold something in your hand that someone else put time into is there's nothing for me. There's nothing better. So I will always be the card sender and the letter writer. That's just who I am. My grandma passed that down to me. So let's dive into family. This one is such a complicated scope of, you know, all kinds of things. Family is, you know, where you start and, um, it is definitely interesting, you know, how a family can shape someone. And it always trips me out how, when there's a big family or there's even just two, two people in a family, you know, like two kids, um, even they're totally different people, you know? And it's funny, like the perspective on what, went on in the family, you know, as you're growing up and trials and tribulations and all that. It's so funny to have the same conversation 
you know, this talk about the same thing with two different family members and you get two different, completely two different stories, you know, or two different perspectives. And that always boggles my mind because it's like, we're coming from the same place, you know, like, I mean, we're all born, you know, and then we are formed by our upbringing, you know? And so when you share that with someone, it's like, wait a second, how are we not the same? But, you know, if you're born years apart or, you know, just there's so many differences that you just see things differently. It's just, um, you can be in the same house and have a completely different experience. And that's really kind of interesting. Like I keep saying interesting, but it's very cool. It's very, um, you know, sometimes it's frustrating because you're like, just see it my way. This is how it went down. And it's like, no, that's not how I remember it. And so that can be frustrating. But when you look at it from, you know, the mind of curiosity and just how the person was formed before that moment, you know, how each person was formed up to that moment changed the way that the moment looked to them specifically, you know? So it's pretty, it's pretty interesting and the way that each are treated in certain circles or, you know, realms. And I mean, even gender can play a part. And um, I don't know, just age. Um, and then all the different things that are going on in the dynamics of the family. It's just, you know, it could be a million little things. A million different little things that shape a person. And so... um what we pick out of that family basket is different too, you know, like what we choose to take. Because sometimes there's a, a notion of I'm going to continue with this legacy. You know, this is, this is good. I'll, I'll just keep on going this way with tradition and what have you. And then there's other family members who are like, oh no, we got to change this up. Let's come on, let's do this differently. And so that can create, you know, rifts and, um, and just different perspectives. So family is a funny one. There's so many facets and it's, um, there's just so many different ideas about family too. Like in some cultures, the parents will then live with the children after the children have grown and, and not like when they're elderly either. Like, it's like everyone just lives together and that's always funny to me. And then like, I just think about, and the, again, I always go back to the stray cats is like, they're just, Mom has the kiddos, and it's like, see ya, pal. Survive. This I showed you. I gave you three weeks of how to survive. Now go survive. And it's funny because sometimes in human life you see that, unfortunately. And so there's a lot of, um, what do you call it, a lot of growing up and um, parenting on your own, you know. Like you have to figure out, you know how to self-regulate and things like that. And so, and self-soothe, like, um, that's always been a thing is like, just to understand that you can actually have the power to make yourself feel better. You know, like, cause when you're younger, if you're crying or you're sad or something scary or, um, you know, there's trauma of some sort and you don't get what you need, then you can feel like, you know, you're never going to heal in that spot 
if that makes sense, because you're young. And so someone should come and comfort you, you know? Um, and so as you get older, if that has happened a couple times or what have you, at least for me, then I had, a, I had trouble self-soothing. And so that's where depression came in. Cause it was like, I don't know how to, you know, tell myself that everything's going to be okay, you know? And so, um, yeah. And so like, and that could be from anybody, like, cause my parents were great at, at making us feel safe. Um, but there were certain times, you know, certain other, other times where we, we didn't feel safe and it's just, you know, anger and all kinds of circumstances, but, um, it's also other people. So like, as you're a little kid, there's just other people that too can contribute to your safety. So if you think of someone in a certain light and they show you the opposite and you're young and impressionable, that's scary. Cause you're like, I thought this person was one way, you know? Um, and so just little things that can put you on edge and, um, just the, you know, but the self-soothing thing, um, was something that I, I found I really needed to learn, uh, especially in the last five years. Uh, it's just like, even when, when you have a family around you too, like you still need to self-soothe because nobody can be there for anyone all the time, you know? And so like, these incidents that happened in my life, I was by myself and it was so scary and it was so, um, triggering of my feelings of abandonment, you know? And so, and there's like, there's physical abandonment that I had in my life for sure. And then there was emotional abandonment that I had in my life. And then, you know, and then just this, there's, as a woman, I don't want to get too, crazy about stuff, but I, I'm being honest as a woman, you get looked down on in a lot of ways, like for, um, your intelligence can be questioned far more than a man, at least in my experience. And then your emotions can be questioned a lot more than a man. Um, unfortunately a man doesn't get to have his emotions a lot of the time. And that's a huge disservice. That's a whole nother topic. Like men should be able to freaking cry and feel and not have to put on such a face anyways. So just so you know, I'm not a, a male basher. This is not about that at all. I'm just saying that cause I'm, I love men. <laughs> I love men and there's so much, so many good men. That's all. Like, I know there's a lot of bad stories and things like that, but there's also a lot of bad women out there. And yes, the ratio might be in the men favor. And I totally, I don't care about any of that. I'm not, <laughs> I just want to make sure you know that I'm not bashing men when I say these things. And I, you know, I just love people and there's good people and there's bad people, period. All right. So when I'm saying these things is that I have felt that my... I come up with the right answer and it's still wrong because I'm a woman, you know, and they'll go, oh, no, no, you're probably wrong. And then they go through it and they go, oh, yeah, that's right. That kind of thing. Or I feel something about something, you know, like I feel really slighted by someone who who showed me one side of themselves and then all of a sudden 
you know, did a 180 and now they're this whole other person and there's all these secrets and this lies. And, and then I was told, well, oh, you're making that up, you know? And it's like, and me being upset was just dramatic. So these types of things, you know, and then like one of my, my weakest moments in life is when I was poked like a bear by a, a relative and then I said that they were a drama queen and they love drama and all this and it was like whoa and I still you know I apologized and I I tried to make it right but I was just like man you said the thing you hate you know you said it to that person and 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 regardless if it's correct or whatever like I'm not and I'm not saying that because, you know, it was heated and it was a moment. But I'm just saying that there's certain things you just don't you don't want to perpetuate a stereotype, you know. And so there's other beautiful ways to say things. There's it's kindness, basically, is is how you should talk. And so um, back to the family, it's like communication is so important and. Um, where I lack is, you know, there's so much guilt of things I should have done or didn't do, or, you know, just, um, you know, also too, just like circumstances where it's like, we never talked about it. And so now it's like in the back of my head, but, but then do we just pretend like nothing happened? And it's like, I, it's just such a hard thing. Cause Family is like forever, right? And so, you know, it would be mindful, I guess, to just pretend like it never happened if it's going to create a hard conversation. But then at the same token, it's like in, in all of these practices, I'm very mindful and I want to be like, I want to catch up with myself, if that makes sense. I want to, I want to fix all the things, you know, so that we can sit there and it, there's nothing buried in the backyard you know what I mean like no skeletons in the closet like um but with all these little resentments everybody has it's so I just feel it all and I and I have many and I I work on them constantly um but I also think too there's something to be said about honoring yourself and it's and it's really hard to uh feel good about yourself when you don't have your family around for sure. Okay. So I have strained relationships and it doesn't feel good, but there's also spinning your wheels, trying so hard to feel good in spaces that you just don't feel good in. And it's not anybody else's fault. That's the thing is like, I don't want anyone to feel bad for my stuff ever. Like that's just not, what I want for anyone. I don't want anyone to be even be thinking about me, honestly, because it just, I, I hurt so much and I don't want anyone else to hurt. But there are times when you can't be somewhere where you're gonna feel bad. You know what I mean? You, you can't, there's one mode of transportation where you can just show up and like, you know, put your feelings aside or what have you, but I don't have that mechanism. I wish that I had it. And like, and it's not like animosity feelings. I'm talking about like, I feel uncomfortable 
You know, like I feel like I've got all this stuff that I haven't said and that is festering in my head. And it's like when it's even brought up a little bit, it's too much. And I just always feel too much, you know, like I just feel too much. And so um, and then, you know, then it's also too like, okay, well, I haven't done this or that or the other things that I that I'm upset about, you know, ashamed for. And if I go now and, and go there now, are they going to bring that up? And am I going to have to, you know, defend myself or explain myself or put my head between my legs, you know, put my, what do you call it? Put your tail between your, between your legs. I don't know. But just that feeling of like, do, am I going to have to cave in so that it can all be better? Um, Because I haven't figured that out. I haven't figured out how to completely own everything. You know what I mean? Like, um, in a a real way of like, because I know nothing in family, honestly, like, everyone's doing the best they can. So like, I literally, and I'm usually not thinking about the past. Like, honestly, if there's anything that's hurting my heart, it's in the last few years or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, the past, the way past, that only comes up if someone else brings it up for me. I, I don't go back that far. Like, I just don't. Like, like of course, I'm formed by all those things or what have you, and maybe it'll come up in, um, you know, like therapy or what have you, and it'll be like, oh, oh, that's why I do that, whatever. But it's like, that's not blaming anyone. And you really can't blame anyone for who you are in this moment. You know what I mean? All you can do is try and be the best self. And so that's where owning all the things that I've done that I think are so terrible, that's, you know, and and when you tell people, like when I tell my therapist or when you tell someone the things you think are terrible, it's like, that's so silly. Why are you holding on to that? Because a lot of those other people aren't even holding on to what I'm holding on to. And then I think they are. And then I'm going to go around them and they're going to be so mad at me and it's like this big vicious cycle that keeps me by myself, you know, it's just the truth. And so it's hard and it's, and it's, it's just something to work on. Like, and I'm just doing the work. I really am. I, I try to get stronger every day because what you need is a little bit of a shield of confidence, of self-knowing, You know, it's not to be some kind of a superhero that's going to kick everyone's asses, you know, or like be so strong that no one can penetrate me because that'll never, ever, ever, ever be me. That's just not who I am. I will cry at the drop of a hat. I don't care. And I don't care. Like, I, I don't. There's certain things I'll own now. And like, it, it still like bums me out when I'm crying in front of someone that I really admired and thought cared for me and they don't flinch that I'm crying, you know, like that's a whole nother ball of crazy. It's like, wow, you know, and that just shows you stuff though. Like, so I got really upset when this happened with someone I really cared about and I was like, wow, okay. So that my tears don't matter. And it tells you a little bit and you learn a little bit and you, it's not that you, um, become bitter or cold. It's just that you realize you take that back from, 
from them. You don't give that to them because they're not going to do anything uh, helpful for you. And it's not, I know we're not here to just do everything for each other. I get that. Like, and I know that everyone makes mistakes and sometimes people can't show up for you and that's totally fine. But when it comes up repeatedly or what have you, you just, you pivot, you know, and you go, okay, this is not the, the person that I can be this way with. Um, you know, and it, it's hard for me because I want to be a person that I'm just the same in each group. You know, I don't know if everybody else has this, but it's really hard for me to show up the same way in different circles. Like I, I feel the energy and I, and I shift myself like a chameleon, um, you know, to make it work for everyone else. Like that's just, you know, that's just my conditioning. I don't know where I got that from, but it's like, okay, if I change myself in this circle, they'll be happier with me, you know, and I just want to be one person in all the circles. I haven't, I have not mastered that yet. Um, you know, where you don't shift. I don't know. I think everyone kind of has that little personas in certain realms and the ones that I see that I admire the most and that look so happy are the ones who don't do that. Um, you know, you see them go through a whole crowd and it's not like stand up straight or hunchback. You know, like, I don't know. For me, it's like, I bet you if you took a video of me walking through a crowd of 100 people that I knew, I'd be different in every, not in every circle, but in certain circles, there'd be some energy that I want to make either okay or to to run away from or diminish myself so they can feel bigger. And those are the dynamics, you know, in, in family too. It's, um, in family, it's hard because there's generations, you know, and so there's like um, seniority <laughs> and it's like you should, you know, look up to your elders and respect your elders or what have you. And I have a hard time with that train of thought as well. Um, I think you should respect anyone until given a reason not to. I think, I think to me, it's best to, to start with respect of a life, of a human, for anyone. So family, stranger, acquaintance, friends, anyone that you, you're meeting or, um, well, friends, family, you know them, but... I just think any human that you come in contact with, you should start with respect because they're a person and I value people. And so I start there. And then as things progress, you know, it could go up or down. And to me, um, the blind respect is the scariest to me because, you know, I will respect my elder, but not in vain. So like, if I feel that this isn't a mutual relationship and there's not mutual respect, I'm not just going to respect my elder because you told me to, you know? So, and that gets to be a heated conversation. People get mad at me. And I started with respect, you know what I mean? I always start with respect and I give a lot of um room for error, you know, cause I know we're human and, you know, and there's just a certain, it takes a long time for me to ever feel like I can't 
contribute to this relationship anymore. It does take a long time for me, especially with family, because it's like, well, gosh, we got to see each other. Let's come on. Let's get this. Let's get this right. Let's do this good. But when there's if there's dishonesty or, you know, just um, usually it's dishonesty that really an inconsistency um, for me, I, I just can't. That just makes me anxiety ridden to try and keep up with all the lies and try and keep up with, you know, the different ways of, of doing things. I just, it's too much anxiety for me. I, I, you know, cause it would be, you know, circles of amazing time. So like a whole, you know, few months of fun and, and then for whatever reason, it turns into something else and there's, you know, something that happens. And then it's that up and down roller coaster that is not, uh, respectful for others because you know we we just want to have like a steady stream of respect love honesty and yeah and then there's also that whole piece I think I've talked about before where people think that you're operating as they operate and so then what you're saying must be a lie because they're lying and all of that you know and you know people are People are complex and I get it. It's just the self-awareness to me is huge because if you're self-aware and then if you tell the truth, you never have to remember what you said, you know? Um, but if you're not even aware that you're lying, you know, or, or you believe the lie so much that now it's your truth, it's, it's just detrimental to so many things. And yeah, it's just the lack of self-awareness because if you were self-aware, you wouldn't lie and you wouldn't create so much <laughs> turmoil, you know? And that's the thing is family, you you try so hard, I, you know? And that's the, the thing that I'm trying to do is to give myself credit where I've tried and just to know my truth of everything. But then also the stuff that bums me out about myself, you know, to own that it does and then to own that it might not even be an issue anymore, but if I need to say something about it, to do it and then get over it. But I haven't come there yet. There's just been so much going on and it, it hurts, but um, I do the little bits that I can. And that's the other thing too, is the two-way street thing. It's like, we're all doing the best we can. And sometimes I hear nothing, you know? And I know that it's probably because I, I give nothing and that's fine too, but it's like whatever somebody wants, like, or, and, and this was a thing, whatever someone needs, I should say, no one knows unless you tell them. So if I need to hear from my brother, well, then I need to tell him I need to hear from him, you know, like these little things of like expectations of what someone should do can happen a lot in family. Oh, well, they should have done this or they should have called me or, or what have you. And, um, you know, the should, should haves mean nothing. What's on your end? You know, if you wanted them, if you wanted to talk to them, then you should call them like waiting for someone to call you. That's just not, that's not, it's a game. 
And I think we miss out on that. We don't realize that that's a game. And like, I've played it myself. Like, you know, I'm going to resent them because they didn't do this, that, and the other. And I'm just going to sit here stubbornly. And that is totally a childish game. That is such a bad place to be. No, and then in family, you know, you can make your own family. You can, you can make friends into family. Like, you know, because a lot of people that don't have good relationships with their family have like a huge friend unit, you know what I mean? And created their own family. So, you know, there's a lot to be said. And then, um, there's other relationships that span years, you know, and, and they can be your family. And the only thing I'll say there is that when it's sometimes when it's not that you're blood related, you can, it could be like, a less than type of situation. Like there's nothing more hurtful than someone like saying, now let's get a picture with the real cousins and like pushing you out of the way. Like, you know, like, and again, I'm, I'm just telling it as it is. I'm a feeler. And so, and those kinds of things just hurt. And so you just want to make sure you have tight, tight bonds there. So then that won't hurt. Cause you're like, Oh, whatever. They're just being silly. But um, you know, it's hard when it's not, when you're not the blood related also, um, there's a lot that doesn't trickle down to you because, you know, you're not in that mix. And so it's like, I want to be such a part of that. And then, then you get those feelings, you know, of like, you're less than, you're not part of the family. You're just the neighbor or whatever. So, you know, it's all about communication and it's all about like, it's all about calling people on stuff in the moment nicely too. I I can't even tell you the, the tough love thing that comes up a lot is like, Oh, I got to tell it how it is or whatever. And I, tough love is my least favorite combination of words in the entire English dictionary. To me, it is just an excuse to be mean. There's nothing else that you're doing is tough love means that you want to say all this stuff and you don't want to have to be kind so that maybe it'll crack open something, you know, in that person and finally get through to them because the, the, the niceties haven't been working. And I don't think that it's ever a good time to be unkind. I just, I don't think that much tough love has worked Maybe here and there it's worked and so people are like on that bandwagon. But from my experience, tough love just creates uh, boundaries and, you know, and walls. And I just, if you can do anything, is try to just support with kindness. And, And then, yeah, and families and relationships and everything just, you know bring up stuff as it comes up and don't hold on to it. Um, and that's what I, you know, honestly, like I try and I try to do that. It's hard though. It's very hard. Um, but I think family is important. I think that, uh, you do everything you can to try and keep those bonds in place. And, and, you know, I've failed in a lot of 
areas of that, but I've, it's not for good, you know, like, I don't think that any relationship can't be repaired. Um, but there's a lot of responsibility to be taken, especially on my end. And I take it. So, but that's the thing is, is, is holding it on my end by myself is detrimental because it hurts, you know? So I'll get it together. I'll make amends someday. Um, it's just, like I said, I, it's like this, uh, double-edged sword of like, I want to be strong enough so that I can get through the emotions and get through all of it so that we can have a better relationship. But then it's like, you're wasting time trying to get strong, you know? And it's like, I just don't want to get back to a place of where I feel real small, you know, cause I've been working so hard to, to, to feel like, you know, someone that matters. And so there's just certain things that, uh, trigger me and I'm aware and I understand. And so I just try and shelter myself and I don't care for that. Like, I'm not saying it's the right answer right now, but. I'm just trying to figure it out. I think we all owe that to ourselves. So another realm of people is uh, strangers. And this one is always, when I think of strangers, I think of stranger danger, stranger danger. (laughs) And it was just a thing, I think, in the 80s or 90s. I don't know. It was just like there were some kidnappings that had happened. So we did get some news back then. But so... You know, there was a lot of talk of making sure your kids were in before it got dark and things like that. And, um, yeah. And so for me, strangers in my present life, um, I've had so much fun with strangers, like so much fun. And so I don't, I don't know. I'm not very reserved with strange, like I'll say hi to people And I get that, I think my mom says hi to like everyone when we go out and she'll talk people's ears off. It's so funny, but they'll talk right back to her. So, um, but yeah, so like I'll always go and say hi to people and like, you know, someone drops something in the store, pick it up and give it to them or, you know, um, yeah. And then, you know, but I'm also very mindful of my surroundings and, uh, we were instilled in us when we were young to be really careful. Like, you know, it was, I think it was a trip to New York city when I was like eight. I think, yeah. Cause my brother was a baby and seven or eight. And I just remember don't make eye contact, whatever you do, don't make eye contact. So (laughs) it was funny. So from like an early age, you know, um, to be aware of the surroundings and that, you know, there's different places that are, you know, more dangerous than others. Um, and then I always heard, you know, nothing good happens after midnight, you know, and then I, of course I went and walked Sunset Boulevard until three in the morning, um, because I was immortal, right? When you're a younger person, when you're in your twenties, you think, what is it? Um, immortal I don't know what I'm trying to say you know nothing can touch you there's another word for it I just can't think of it Um, yeah and I had so much fun so I was glad I didn't 
didn't listen to that too strongly because I would have missed out on a lot of stuff. But then at the same token, like I stayed really safe because of all those things. Um, you know, to this day, when we go on a hike, I think of what my dad said is if there's deer poop, I think it was deer poop or coyote poop, the mountain lions aren't far away. And so I'm always like making loud noises, making sure no mountain lions are coming to get me. I mean, we live in the rural country now, so um, it's just funny what sticks with you. But I definitely feel like I have like spidey senses. I don't know what else to say it, but like energy. So like a few years ago, my mom and I were at a restaurant and this gentleman walked in and as soon as he walked behind me, all the hairs on my body stood up. Like, I was just like, okay, no. And I don't know if he sensed that in me or what, but he came right over to me and he was on something. Like, he was um, intoxicated. And he was trying to sit with us and we were going to have lunch. And But he was just very rude to the waitress, very rude to the everybody. And then... He ended up sitting in the restaurant farther away from us, I guess. Um, but it was just one of those things where I told my mom, that guy's bad news. I don't feel comfortable. I don't know. And then it was the first time that she realized that I do have those feelings, you know? Like, I I have, spi- like, energy, spidey senses. Like, I... Because she was just like, oh my gosh, it came true. Like he, yeah, he was, you know, very abrasive and very um, confrontational, you know. And it was just energy that was like, just just worrisome energy. And he turned out, he, I think he left before us and we had a nice lunch. But it was just, you know, just colored the, the lunch and made me on edge a little bit. But I do feel that... There's certain energy that you can just tell what what the interaction is going to be like. And so I just try and listen to myself. like, And I didn't for so many years when I was younger. Like, um, There were certain things where I just let it go. And usually, I, I mean, I'm here, so it turned out okay. But um, it, as I get older, I just listen to that because there's no reason to stay anywhere you don't feel safe. And yeah, so, um, but like I said, most of the the moments that I've had with strangers, especially recently have been fun. Like there's so many things that, um, I don't know, there's just so much conversation, you know, and so many different ideas and, um, and I just like to be open. So to me, strangers, it's that corny little saying is strangers are just friends waiting to happen. And like, I mean, there was a time at, at a, a bar uh, recently where my mom and I made friends with the mom and daughter and I still have her phone number, you know, it's like, it's like that. I mean, it was like two hours of time just having fun talking and, you know, goofing around and um, it's more fun, you know, like, so to me, it's important to, of course, be mindful of your surroundings, 
follow your intuition. Like if you don't feel safe, get out of there and then be open, you know, because it experiences don't all always happen with everybody that you know, you know, and you learn a lot from people that you don't know. So I don't know. Stranger. I think because the word strange is in it, like stranger, it's like, Ooh, I don't know. Like stranger things, you know, <laughs> like that show. Like I don't, it's just a different word would be better. I think. Cause I don't think it's so scary. That's all. Um, but I also think that you should be mindful. So it's a good balance, you know? Um, and it's always funny for me to think of like, how everybody that is not blood related to me was a stranger at one point, you know? So like, that's crazy. Like we're all strangers until we're not. So pretty cool. So the last group I'm going to talk about are acquaintances. Acquaintances are like the people that you see often, but you don't know them at all. You probably don't even know their name. Or maybe you know their name, but you don't know anything about them. So like, like the lady at the post office, you know, I might know her name, but I don't know her, but we share niceties and, um, you know, she's a good egg. Like it seems like it. Um, and then, you know, coworkers, neighbors, like anyone you see around that you don't know very well, but you're acquainted with them, you know, where they live or, you know, where they shop or, you know, you met them once, whatever. Um, and the one that, you know, makes it hard sometimes is coworker. So this has been a big topic, um, in my life over and over again is just what to, what to do with coworkers as friends, basically. Um, I think that it's really tricky to have really good friends and be coworkers because if you, especially if you started the friendship at the place of employment, so like if you become friends at work, then you're, you're kind of tied into that at work, you know, and so it's hard to, to just stay professional because now you have this friendship And so the lines can get blurry. And if you're trying to move up the ladder at certain places, which I've done um, myself, it can get really tricky because then you could end up being their supervisor or, you know, just be in a place of more responsibility. And it gets hard to keep that line in check, you know, to keep it really balanced and, and, and appropriate. And so, um, there's, there's a new school of thought for me, if I ever go back to the workplace, like a traditional workplace, is that I don't think I would start friendships with anybody. Um, I'd be more of an acquaintance, you know, we'd share niceties. And, you know, of course, we'd have a relationship that's professional. So maybe a little bit more than just acquaintance, we'd be working together. But, um, there's been so many instances where I've overshared, you know, or been honest with, with things about my life, and then they were used against me, um, you know, such as, 
I played hooky one day and then, you know, that person said, oh, well, she told me she was going to blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And, um, that's not cool. (laughs) And, um, and then too, sometimes you don't know, you think that you're friends, but you don't know where their loyalties lie. And so if you share information that would help them maybe to get on someone else's good side, you know, then the knife goes in the back and, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're not respected as you thought you were. So all those kinds of things. Acquaintances, you know, they're just, they're people that, you know, I think every person deserves respect, like, until there's some reason not to give it, um, you know, and just kindness and niceties. And I have a, a bunch of acquaintances, I would say, that I I send correspondence to, you know. So there's friends that I have, like, long pen pal relationships with. And those are friends because we know each other's interests and life story and all that. But then I have others that I've just met and I, you know, there's some sad things that have happened in their lives that I know of, and I know that a, a card every now and then will bring them joy. And so I do that. But I don't really know much about their lives, you know, other than the little pieces that that I'm, you know, I'm privy to. Um, but I know most humans feel good about receiving something that says thinking about you, you know? And so there's a handful of people that I just do that for, you know, because if it was the other way around and I needed it, I would be so grateful. So that's how I think of it. Um, and, you know, and I do that a lot as I send a lot of correspondence, um, even to family that I've lost touch with or what have you. I get sad when I, I lose, not lose, but like they, they move away from where they lived and they don't give me their new address certain family and friends and it's like oh no that's how I got a hold of you you know and so um that always bums me out so if if you're listening and you don't get correspondence from me it's because I don't have your address um and yeah I just love to to do that and so some acquaintances you know that I don't really know but I just care about so I guess maybe they're they're less acquaintances and and more no, nah, I don't know. I guess you can care about acquaintances and just not really know the ins and outs of people's lives, you know. Yep, so anyways, people, you know. Just all the people, all the different kinds of people in your lives. Like I didn't even touch on everybody. Um, you know, friends could be boyfriends, could be girlfriends, could be more than friends, you know, and then, um, all the titles, you know, we have mom, dad, sister, brother, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, cousin, um, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, mother-in-law, you know, father-in-law. There's so many like titles and little attributes that we have within all of these, of course, but Um, I think it's all the same. It's comes down to communication and honesty and, and also honoring yourself comes in a lot because, um, 
in any of these circles, if you don't feel safe, heard, accepted, you know, respected, you don't have to continue on feeling that way, you know? So you either figure out a way to correct that within yourself and continue on in the relationship if if that feels good to you, or you have to move on, you know? And so none of it feels good. Whenever there's something that comes up where it goes against your grain, you have to make a choice as to how to go forth, you know? And you can only change yourself so much. So as far as, you know, making it right for everyone else, that's that's eventually going to eat you alive. Just know that from my prior experience is that if you are not being 100% yourself over and over and over again, you're going to burn out and you will start to have self-loathing because you're not going to be happy that you're not honoring yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're betraying yourself. And so in any facet of life, I don't think it matters if it's family, friends, strangers, acquaintances, you know, if it's somebody who's high up in the company and they should be respected. If that doesn't feel good, you know, and of course it's not just like a lazy thing where you're just like, oh, I, this doesn't feel good to me. I'm, I'm gone. This is stupid. When you're mindful and you're self-aware and you're really trying with people and you really go forth, keep coming back, keep, you know, keep opening up the conversation, keep trying at things. And if it, if it is still not working, you know, and I mean, I don't, I'm not saying you have to do that over and over and over and over and over again. I just mean, the first time you should give someone a, a chance, you know, to, you know, to see if that is a pattern of behavior or if it was just a bad day. But if it continues to, to be the way, or it's just one of those things that's a, a non-negotiable, you know, like certain things that are said or whatever, doesn't matter. They don't need to say that twice. They say it once and you're done. And I, I don't want to say some of the things here, but you know, racism or gender things or any of it, there's non-negotiables for you within yourself. And if that's one of them, then you move on right away. But, but if it's just something that's like, oh, this person might've been having a bad day, then give someone a chance again and they'll show you quickly who they are. And, you know, we're meant to be here together. We're meant to learn from each other. And the thing about it is, is that you don't have to embrace everything. Sometimes you're meant to feel that. So then you know what you don't care for, you don't like, and you, and you pivot and you move on to something else. It's like life steers you in all these ways. And so there's just, sometimes there's these notions that our feelings can be, so sensitive and you can get too hurt and, you know, and you're, you're making that person out to be a monster when it's your feelings and, and you should be able to control your feelings and things like that. That's not, that's not correct. And I'm, 
I don't know how else to say it. I don't know. It, I don't want to fight about it. I don't want to have to debate it. It's feelings are honored in, in, in my world here. Feelings should be honored and feelings tell you what is not right. They do. And yes, you should explore them because sometimes you're having a bad day and sometimes you're just projecting onto that person, you know, something that's not, not quite nice to do to that person because it's not about them. And so that's where you have to be mindful. And again, self-awareness, you know, um, because we're all human, but you, you really got to recognize if it's within you or within them. Sometimes the combination of you and that person. So sometimes, you know, that person can get along with everybody else or everybody else can get along with them or, you know, what have you. But then the mixture of you and them doesn't work. And, and that's okay, too. So you just have to kind of feel it out. And, and unfortunately, sometimes it can be, you know, family. And that's really hard. And it makes things awkward. And it makes things strained. And the biggest thing is to do do the work. <laughs> you know, if you can get to a place where you're strong enough to not be a crumpled mess when you leave an interaction, then then you can get to a place where you can be around that energy, you know? But if you're not strong enough, um, and that's not, that sounds like a slight to you, it's just an overall self-knowing of what you can handle, you know? Because we all reach breaking points and we all do, you know, do the best we can, but we also sometimes harm ourselves at the expense of others because it's family or because they're your best friends or because, you know, that's a stranger. I don't want them to think weird of me. They're, you know, my boss, my boss is boss. I don't want them to think weird of me. And it's like, you don't owe anybody anything, you know, you owe yourself integrity, honesty, respect, and you give it out, you know, you give it to others. So you got to give it back to yourself. Um, and that's the thing is people often forget to put themselves on the list. And also to be open to people, you know, like to be open if someone wants to talk about stuff and be vulnerable with you. It's actually a gift they're giving you, you know, and what happens sometimes is a person might get upset because you want to talk about something that's deep or sad and they'll project it onto you as if, you you know, you always talk about this sad stuff, blah, blah, blah. And it's just that they don't want to deal with their sad stuff, you know? And that's okay. Like, that's fine. But to kind of realize that within yourself that, oh, I don't want to talk about that because it hurts me. Instead of making that person who's already vulnerable and a little bit crumpled up, you know, that's coming to you and telling them that their feelings are too much, you could just say, you know what, for me, I can't, I can't go into that, you know? And that's the other piece of vulnerability is to, to admire when someone shows up to you with vulnerable but then also to be vulnerable back and be like, you know what? I can't do that. And to be honest, 
Like, I can't go there with you, you know? And that's the thing, too, is there's most of the time when we're telling people, you know, labeling people or telling them what we think of them or they're too emotional, sensitive, blah, blah, blah. It's anytime there's a two, you're too emotional. You're too sensitive. You're too judgmental. You're too, it's usually hitting something within ourselves. It's something we don't want to deal with, obviously, because it's too much. And so the wording of that makes it, you know, a burden you're making that person a burden to you and that's how they feel as they walk away. And so just using some different language is huge. And that's, what's so sad is like, I mean, there's so many people working on that in this day and age, which is amazing, but it's just so sad to me that in a lot of relationships, just simply like saying it a whole different way. And it's easy. It's like one different sentence can change the entire trajectory of that relationship, you know? It just makes the person feel seen, heard, and understood instead of making them the the, <laughs> the pariah with all the feelings, you know? And, um, yeah. And it's, it's just cool to be open to because you learn from each other, you know? And two people in the same situation can do things so differently. And have different results, you know? And so you can lean on each other to to learn from each other, you know, how to do things and and even how to look at things, you know, from a different perspective. Like um Dax Dax Shepherd and what is her name? Kristen Bell. They're married. And Dax Shepherd has my favorite podcast ever. I love that podcast. Um Armchair Experts. But he, you know, him and, and Kristen Bell would have a lot of friction in their relationship at first. And they couldn't figure out what, you know, long story short is they, they wrote a manual uh, for each other. So Dax sat down and he said, this is what I need. And this is what triggers me. And this is what, you know, all the things like I'm sure they had questions that they put in there so that they each knew the same of each other but when they were done filling writing it all out then they exchanged it and so then Dax was like oh my goodness so you need some time away from me and I really enjoy time with you and they like learned each other like you know through a manual and it it was just so cool that they sat down and did that because I mean wouldn't that be amazing if we all had a manual on each other then we could just realize that the things that trigger us a lot of people aren't meaning to trigger you there you know like it's not a lot of it's not intentional it's not it's uh subconsciously and it's just kind of how we've flown through life up until that point so when we meet somebody new with new needs and wants and desires and you know different kind of understanding and all of that you know, how to navigate that and how to, um, what am I trying to say? How to be prepared because you can't, you have to learn as you go. And so, so many fights happen because you're learning as you go. And, and some people don't have the patience or the care to stick with it and learn someone and then, you know, not just write them off. And it's hard. Um, it's not easy to love. <laughs> 
and it's not easy to care and, you know, people, people are complex and we're not always self-aware, you know, even though I talk about it all the time, it's, I'm not a hundred percent always self-aware. Like there's certain times when I look back at something and go, oh my gosh, I was getting upset because of this. Dang. Okay. But I try and be self-aware at least in the, in the, you know, in the future, looking back at something, trying to learn so that I don't repeat the pattern, you know? Um, cause who wants to fight with anybody ever? I mean, unless maybe that's like something fun, <laughs> but not for me. I don't, I, I love, um, harmony, you know? And I mean, it doesn't have to be calm, you know, there could be little debates like when we were younger, we would go uh, to my Uncle Mike and Eileen's house and we had the best debates. Uh, Godzilla or 500 foot, 50 foot. Who would win in a fight? Oh my gosh, now I'm lost it. Godzilla or a 50 foot fork? Is that right? I don't know. Somebody's going to have to correct me on that one. But, um,. But yeah, but like anything, there would be debates and it was like, and then the Cuban household too, it was like, you know, loud, like, and I don't mind loud, you know, it's just, is everybody okay? And usually you're all on board because you're having fun debating about silly things or talking loud about old memories. And so I'm not talking about fakeness. I'm just talking about everyone's okay and then, you know, feel safe and, and, uh, and like you belong, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's kind of the, the two pieces needed, I'd say. Um, but I think that the, the key to, to good people, which most everybody starts that, that way, you know, we're all just babies, you know, and so that's something to remember too, is like, all the stuff that you're carrying, somebody else is carrying that, maybe more, not to compare, you know, like, that's a, a thing that we do a lot too, is like, oh, you had it way worse than me, or oh, I had it way worse than you, so you don't even, you know, those types of um, arguments, they just don't do any good, because you're, your makeup and what you're feeling is all valid, like, doesn't matter if it doesn't look as dark as another person's, it's what you're going through and it's, and it's yours. So, and that only, you know, when people say that to you, it only makes you feel less understood and, and like you don't matter because then, you know, oh, well they, their experience matters more and I should just shut up, you know? And yeah, that's a real tricky, <laughs> that's a little danger spiral to go down because you know, we all have our stuff and I, I can't say that back in the day was less hard than it is now. And I can't say, you know, vice versa, that it was harder than it is now because it's just different. So I just feel like everyone should get their peace and be kind, you know, in kindness, like we should all be able to talk to each other nicely, you know, like. Honestly, like even when you're getting into a debate or whatever, no name calling 
or no labels, you know, it's just like facts and figures. And, and then I don't know, just be nice. But, um, people are meant to be all different too. So like, you know, wanting everyone to be of your mind frame is not really the proper way of life because we're all here and we're all different for a reason. If we were all supposed to be the same, we'd be robots and we wouldn't have all of our different perspectives and ideas and inspirations and, you know, just from the way that we get dressed in the morning is different, you know, and it's, there's so much, so many differences, but there's so much that's the same. Like the heart, heart of everything is the same, you know, the aesthetics and what you're into, the music you like and all that. That's all like, that's all like the coat of paint. But the houses, they all have the same things, you know? They all have doors and windows and they shelter you, you know? So we're all made up the same. We just have different ways we see things. And so we just got to respect each other, you know? And it's so much fun to have different ways of seeing it. I don't know. I know it's scary sometimes to think of a different way or to do something that's not the way you've always done it, but it can also be really liberating, you know, to try something completely different. It, it actually like, you can feel your endorphins change, you know, like you become more. At least I do. Whenever I do something I didn't think I could do and it's scary and I want to run away, but I did it, I always feel better, you know? And that's the truth about people too. Like most of the times the anticipation of meeting someone is more scary than actually meeting them. Once you go and meet them, you're talking and you're you're out of your head because you're just engaged, you know, unless the, you know, unless the spidey senses came in and their energy's dark or something, <laughs> then it is scary. But 90% of the time, that's just not, not what happens, you know. Usually it's amazing to meet new people and, and I really do love hearing about everything. Like, I have felt so many different times that people weren't really, they don't want to hear what I have to say. Like I can feel, as soon as somebody has switched off in their mind, I can feel it. And I'm always like, okay, well, it was nice to talk to you. Have a good day or whatever, you know, like, and sometimes it could just be like their energy changed because they're working, you know, and their boss came in or something and they got to go and you're like, oh God, you know, but I can always feel when when the energy changes. So like, you know, we're having a great conversation, but then it's like, oh, okay. I usually like, you know, say goodbye or whatever. And it's funny because, um, it's very rare for that to change the opposite way. Like I will listen to someone forever. And like when people go on vacation or they went and saw a concert or, there's a million different things in life. I want to know about it. 
And I really wholeheartedly want to know if they had fun. And I really wholeheartedly am excited for them. And I don't have envy or jealousy, you know. It's just like we all get to do stuff, some more than others. And to me, I really want to learn and know what did you do? Did you have fun? Maybe that's somewhere I want to go someday. Or, But really, just if you, if you care about a person um, and they're in your life, and you don't listen, there's a real disconnect there because that that's showing that person that they don't matter, you know? And, like, consideration for their, their time, too, you know? Like, you know, just some people need more downtime than others and... It's just, it's just all learning each other, but it takes time and investment. And that's the thing that I've noticed in some people is that there's not a lot of that done before expecting a turnover, like, um, not a turnover, but like, um, um, what am I trying to say? Like a turnover on investment, I guess. Yeah. So you have to invest in people in order to figure out, you know, their, how they operate, what they need, and all of that. And then, of course, they need to tell you because, you know, we all should have boundaries and things. So it's not always just on that person. But most of the time, it's um, it's just listening. <laughs> and then you really can, oh, yeah, he's really tired after work. I'm not going to talk to him tonight or whatever. Um, or, you know, there he's working nights, so don't go – don't go over there and make a lot of noise because he's sleeping during the day. You know, those kinds of things. Um, just consideration. And again, it's just about investment. And a lot of people don't invest enough to know those things. And then they expect a lot in return, you know. And you got to you gotta be good to people. You just got to, you just got to... Um, I don't know, come from a kind place, come from an, of, a, of, a, of a place where you don't think everyone's out to get you, too. Because I've seen that, too, where everyone thinks, you know, or where someone will think everyone is just wanting something from them. And it's, it's not always the case. And, the, yeah, and you can get conditioned to, to then uh, label everyone, you know like a, a full label on everyone instead of taking each person for what they, what they are. <sighs> this is just a big topic, so I could talk forever, but I should close this up here. Um, I just want to say that I think that people do need people, and that makes us very lucky. We do need community and people. I think there's a disconnect lately. Um, just because of, of circumstance, I don't think it's our fault. Like it, we had to go inward and then some of us found it really comfy there and then the world got scarier. And so we kind of, you know, I don't know, it's just harder to come, come back into the scary place, you know, to me it's, and again, I don't think the world is, um, unmanageably scary. I'm not, I'm just meaning that like, it's a little darker than when we left it. When, when we had to go into quarantine, that was scary. Um, 
and then it caused a lot of mental stuff that happened and that created other you know darkness in the world that we weren't I don't think we were prepared for we didn't really know that was bubbling there below the surface because everyone was just going about life and you know I'm not saying that nothing bad ever happened I'm, I'm not saying that nothing bad I'm not saying that no bad things happened before the pandemic. I'm just saying that it just seems that since and and within, it was just a little chaotic. And it makes it really hard to trust and to feel safe. And, you know, and then the uncertainty of life. And I mean, there's just so much that I think about more than I ever, ever would have, I think, if the pandemic never happened. So I just think that, um, you know, we just need to come together a little bit more um, and then just try, you know, try as much as you can without dishonoring yourself. Like, that's the biggest thing is, like, because you have to lay down at night on your pillow and you have to feel good about how you move through the world. So if... um, you know, if you, if you don't feel good with, with yourself at night, what's the point, you know? So just, uh, yeah, just try and listen to each other and, um, be vulnerable, you know? It's really, really one of those things where people are like, I don't want to look stupid. And I look stupid on this podcast to myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that like a million times. So, and I'm no better than anyone else though, just because I am vulnerable. All I'm saying is that it lifts you. It lifts something off of you. It, it, um, and it opens you up, you know, it just, it's just better to be honest with anything, you know? And if you're struggling, you're struggling. Like that's nothing to be upset about. I mean, it's frustrating and it's hard, but no one should be upset with you for struggling, you know, and the ones who really got your back, they will be there and support you. So yeah. And just, you know, hug your people, (laughs) meet new people and never, ever forget special people. You know, even the ones that aren't in your life, like you want them to be or, um, you know, or people from the past that you're like, oh, probably never, you know, get to hang out with them again. And you can get sad and feel nostalgia a little bit or whatever. But, um, just feel all that, you know, cause it comes from knowing people. It comes from being a human and it, it's what makes us so neat because we, Like, I wouldn't be here without all the people that I've met and taken little pieces of them with me, you know? And I think about them all the time. And then the stuff that you carry that, you know, hurts and the stuff that you're working on and and though it's taking longer than you thought and you don't know what to say and all of it, it's okay. It's okay, you know? I'm still standing and I'll figure it out. And if I don't figure it out, oh, well, 
that's what was meant to happen in this life, you know? I'm doing the best I can. And that's the truth, you know? So you just got to really dig into your truth and then let all the other stuff lie, you know? Because it's hard. Life is hard. I love uh, Taylor Swift's song. And there I go again, Taylor Swift. Um, she says, uh, life is emotionally abusive in one of her songs. And I just, I chuckled right away because it's so true. Life is a bitch. <laughs> Pardon my language. That's why this will be labeled as explicit because I've said a few bad words this time. But it is. Life is life is heavy, and, and this was a heavy one, and that's why it was so long. But I unpacked a lot, so my boots are going to feel mighty nice and light after this. And I appreciate you hearing my honesty and my, my craziness and my full scope of people. And that's probably not even a, a quarter of it, really, huh? There's so much more to people, but... Um, I think we did it justice. So with that, like I said, hug your people, love your people, and do your very best, you know? Be good to people if you can. And if you can't, there's reasons, you know? And just try not to hold on to any spite or anger, resentments. Try and work through it so that even if you can't be with certain people or you know, have to let people go. They're not living rent-free in your mind, you know, because it'll eat you up. I, I can tell you that. And it takes for a lot of work to untangle that. So, yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a person in the world who shares this experience with me and just know that all of this is, you know, my best intentions. Like, I hope that's clear in this, that I'm not preaching that this is my, this is how high and mighty I am is what I mean. Like, this is what I'm striving for and I'm just sharing it. And if there's other ways you know, email me. I want to know. And Jenny Camille at simplegirlinspired.com. But I'm not the be all end all. This, these ways that I'm talking about, you know, there's a million other ways. So find the way that works for you. But just know that these are my vulnerable moments and these are my thoughts and feelings. And, and this is what I'm striving towards. Like, you know, if I make any of these statements sound as affirmative, they're just, they're just thoughts, you know, to aspire to. So may you have a beautiful day. May you be around good people, be vulnerable, be honest, be heard, understood, appreciated, loved, cared for supported and stay you
This podcast was written and recorded by Jenny Camille. The song that you hear at the beginning and the end of this podcast is called Treehouse by Andy Ellison.